0: This is Lock It In, a sports betting show, part of the Believe Podcast Network. And now, here's your host, Cam Rogers. And welcome into Lock It In with Cam Rogers, presented by betonline.ag. Oh my gracious, it has been a busy news week in the world of golf and it is only 5 30 eastern time in the afternoon here on a tuesday so plenty of content coming your way here as we approach the u.s open the first live golf event as well phil mickelson has made it known he will be playing in that first tournament dustin johnson has withdrawn from the pga tour he has resigned Same with Sergio Garcia, Kevin Na, many other players who were formerly full-time PGA TOUR players. And then, of course, we have a PGA TOUR event this week, the RBC Canadian Open. I have my best bets here on Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Of course, all of the odds that you hear on this very show are presented by BetOnline.ag. So let's give a shout out to BetOnline. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Basketball Championship Finals, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL Futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. And a welcome back. Follow me on Twitter at MrRogers99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers 98. It's going to be a busy week next week covering the US Open, covering Phil Mickelson going for the career Grand Slam. And of course, no Tiger Woods here for the US Open either. That news came through the wires today. So, honestly, not too surprising. You saw how he was at the PGA championship and he was forced to withdraw going through a lot of pain at that tournament. And I think it was the sensible decision to wait for the Open Championship, get that recovery in, and then go ahead and compete at St. Andrews. I really did not give Tiger a good chance at the country club here, the U.S. Open, in terms of winning or contending. So. Maybe he felt the same way as well. Kick the can down the road, recover, come back for the Open Championship, which is a tournament I think he can certainly contend at. So breaking it all down, no Tiger Woods at the U.S. Open. Phil Mickelson will play the U.S. Open. Phil Mickelson will also join the Live Golf Tour and play in the first event here this week. He also reportedly received some $200 million to play in this golf tour, which is just an incredible amount of money. And you're getting opinions on both sides. There's one side saying it's not good for the game. He's taking blood money. There's another side saying, Why do you care? Which is really more so my position. Like, why does anybody care what Phil Nicholson does? If he wants to cash out, let him cash out. But here's the deal. We can't put ourselves in Phil's position because we are not elite PGA Tour slash professional golfers. We're just not. So how can we actually be in that position where we have this elite talent We have this blank check in front of us, essentially, and we have a decision to make. It's hard to simulate that unless you're actually in the arena making that decision. And I'm willing to hedge my bets on the majority of the world's population taking that money and playing on the Live Golf Tour. So for Phil Mickelson and Kevin Na and Taylor Gooch and Graham McDowell, Dustin Johnson, obviously as well, they have decided to take that money, forget about legacy, forget about potentially the major championships and cash out. And who am I to finger wag and say, don't you do that? I'm not really in a position to do that. So Listen, to each his own, right? Credit to JT, Colin, Victor, Tiger, all these guys staying with the PGA Tour. But hey, credit to Phil, who, by the way, lost $40 million in gambling to go play on the Live Golf Tour and make $200 million. By the way, reportedly, Tiger Woods was offered nearly a billion dollars with a B to play on the Live Golf Tour. Tiger obviously rejected that offer. So, like I said, there's a lot of layers to this, and I will talk about it more and more, of course, on this show, on my social media platforms. But let's let the first live golf event play out, see what happens. And then next week, it's going to be an absolute media circus when Phil Mickelson goes to Boston to try and complete the career grand slam at the U S open because the USGA says that qualified players who were on the live golf tour can play in the U S open. That was a sticking point. That was one ingredient that we did not know was the USGA going to fall in line with the PGA tour or was the USGA going to make its own decision? Here is a very important distinction. The PGA Tour does not run the four major championships. The Masters is run by the Augusta National Golf Club. The Open Championship is run by the RNA. The PGA Championship is run by the PGA, not the PGA Tour. And then, of course, the U.S. Open is run by the USGA. So if those four governing bodies do not decide on falling in line with whatever the PGA Tour does in terms of punishment for these players going to the Live Golf Tour. Then, in theory, these Live Golfers can qualify for the four major championships, which lends me to believe You'll have more PGA Tour golfers leaving the tour and playing on the Live Golf Tour. So really, this is the perfect storm for Greg Norman, who's running this Invitational Series event because there's more incentive now to go over there because these golfers can still play in the major championship. So there you go. Plenty of more about this to come here on lock it in with cam Rogers. Let's talk about the RBC Canadian open back for the first time since the pandemic started. We're headed to St. George's golf and country club short par 70 measuring just over 7,000 yards tree lined with elevated bent grass greens. This appears to be really a short game putting contest here this week. So, Really, I'm deviating a little bit from my typical formula when I'm handicapping a golf tournament, which is usually ball strikers, right? And then hoping for a hot putter. Really, I'm going with the short game magicians for the most part here this week, some ball strikers as well. But let's get into my betting card. My outright pick, my projected winner is Tyrrell Hatton at 30 to 1. Over at Bet Online, extremely balanced game right now. Number one in this field in strokes gained putting over the last 24 rounds. He was 13th at the PGA Championship a few weeks ago. Number one in this field in three putt percentage, 14th in strokes gained total over the last 24 rounds. This seems like a week for him to win. One victory on the PGA Tour, Arnold Palmer Invitational back in 2020. But I think that changes. Two wins for Tyrrell Hatton, 32 1 over at Bet Online. A couple of top 10 plays for you. Corey Connors, plus 250 to get that done. Of course, Canadian. So some home field advantage, if you will. A course like this should suit his game. Tight, short tracks. Ball striking is always great for Corey Connors. Coming off a top 15 finish at the Memorial. Seventh in strokes gained, to Green, over the last 24 rounds. I like that play there. Top 10 for Patrick Reed, plus 425. When I think scramble fest, I think of Patrick Reed. He ranks second to only Rory McIlroy on strokes gained on small greens top 20 in strokes gained around the green and putting over the last 24 rounds seventh at the Charles Schwab a couple of weeks ago I think he's starting to find his game it was really a tough start for him here in 2022 but top 10 for Patrick Reed which by the way should set him up well for the country club because that is a tight shorter track out there in Boston so There you go. Patrick Reed, Corey Connors, your top 10s. And then I have four top 20s for this week. Harold Marner, the third, plus 163. I think he's going to win at some point. The issue for him has been Sundays while in contention. He has struggled during those final rounds. Eventually, he will put it together. 13th in strokes gained, Tita Green over the last 24 rounds. Fabulous short game, ninth in strokes gained around the green over the last 24 rounds. He's not accurate off the tee, but you can easily club down here on this golf course. I'm not too concerned there. So Harold Varner, the third top 20. Same for this guy, Adam Hadwin, plus 200 to make it happen coming off. A top twenty at the Memorial, top ten T to green game over the last twenty four rounds. Tenth around the green as well. Shorter track, I think this should suit Adam Hanwin here this week. Aaron Rye is plus three fifty for a top twenty, coming off a twenty sixth place finish at the Memorial. Accurate driver of the golf ball as well. Not doing anything elite right now, but the game is overall solid, and the short game in particular is getting better. So, Aaron Rye, you love the value at that number, plus 350. And then this guy, Brendan Todd, plus 375 to make it happen over at Bet Online. Excuse me, plus 275 to make that happen. And listen, this seems like a Brendan Todd golf course. Number three in this field in driving accuracy. He's sixth in strokes gained putting over the last 24 rounds. Typically the bugaboo for him is the iron game, but I think a lot of guys this week are going to miss greens. So that is advantage. Brendan Todd here this week, plus 275. And then my matchup plays here. I'm going Cameron Smith plus 108 over Rory McIlroy. I'm starting to give Cam Smith the respect he deserves. Really is having a great 2022 campaign here. And listen, Rory is great as well, but I'm willing to go with Cam Smith here this week. I think he has the short game advantage, so I will go with Cam, a plus 108 there. Sam Burns, plus 100 over Shane Lowry. Burns just recently won the Charles Schwab Challenge, and historically speaking, Sam Burns continues to play well after victories. That is a rare trait something that Scotty Scheffler has been doing here in 2022. So Sam Burns coming off a win. I think he continues that momentum. Sebastian Munoz minus 120 over Jonathan Vegas. Munoz is a great birdie maker, great short game player. The ball striking has been steady so far this year. Jonathan Vegas, his strength is off the tee, but I think that's mitigated here this week at the RBC Canadian Open. And then Rasmus Hogard over Matthias Schwab. Hogard has played 11 events worldwide this year and has made the cut in every single one of them. Two top 16 finishes in his past three starts on the DP World Tour, formerly named the European Tour. 18th at the Valero Texas Open, by the way, for the last time. Rasmus was on the PGA Tour playing an event so really steady player I like that number minus 110 Rasmus Hogard over Matthias Schwab Pat Perez plus 113 over Justin Rose really Justin Rose is not playing well whatsoever he's currently in the midst of his second worst off the tee season of his career his worst approach season and his worst around the green season So Pat Perez, meanwhile, steady player right now, has a great short game. I like the plus money there, plus 113. And then finally, Ryan Armour over Harry Higgs. Armour, minus 135. He is the most accurate driver in this field. That alone should allow him to make the cut. Meanwhile, for Higgs in his last five starts, 69th, missed cut, missed cut, missed cut missed cut it has not been a great stretch of play here for harry higgs so ryan armor there minus 135 so there you go my betting card for this week's rbc canadian open keep it right here unlock it in with cam rogers for more sports betting content my thoughts on the live golf tour and so much more. Follow me on Twitter at MrRogers99. Continue the conversation, and I'll talk to you very, very soon.